RTHK, the news at 11 o'clock with Andrew Shirovsky. Tonight's headlines. There's been red-hot demand for high-speed rail tickets to the mainland after they went on sale ahead of the service restarting on Sunday. There's anxiety on the mainland about spreading COVID to elderly relatives during the Lunar New Year holidays. And the Hong Kong composer, Do Ming Lam, has died at the age of 96. High-speed rail tickets to the mainland have been snapped up within a few hours of going on sale with the quota for Sunday, the first day of operation in about three years, now sold out. Yesterday, the government announced that the express rail link would reopen following its suspension due to the COVID pandemic. Hundreds of people queued at the West Kowloon Terminal ahead of the tickets going on sale at 2 p.m. This woman, surnamed Lam, said she had reserved a place to cross the border at the Shenzhen Bay Border Control Point, but she preferred traveling by high-speed rail. If I can get the high-speed train ticket, then I will get rid of that one, the quarter. Then I will choose this one because it's more comfortable bringing the kids together. Because my kids, they are having final exams. So I think maybe after final exam, then I can take them back to Shenzhen, have some fun and visit relatives. Lawmaker Gary Zhang hopes that with the Lunar New Year fast approaching, there will be an increase in high-speed rail journeys. He says the MTR team is both equipped and prepared to handle the holiday rush. The station hasn't been like totally uh, shut down during the past three years. They still kept doing the those routine maintenance and uh, make sure all the essential equipments are up to standard, up and running. And in fact, in the past three years, like each day, they already run like one or two uh, train services between uh, Hong Kong and Shenzhen to make everything in normal condition. And recently, both Hong Kong side and the mainland side, they've sent their trains uh, for test running, for trial running. Almost all the uh, equipments have been tested again, and they. Have have conducted a different drills and exercises to ensure the staff competency are up to standard. So I think MTR should be ready for reopening of high-speed rail. People on the mainland appear to be worried about spreading COVID to elderly relatives if they return to their hometowns for holidays. The World Health Organization warns that could inflame the pandemic in China. There's also not too much sign of a pickup in outbound travel since mainland authorities dropped quarantine mandates for inbound visitors on Sunday. Aaron Tam has the details. The Lunar New Year holiday, which officially starts on January the 21st, comes shortly after Beijing dropped its policy of mass COVID lockdowns and testing. The WHO has said it will be challenging to manage the virus over a holiday period considered the world's largest annual migration of people. That and other warnings from top mainland health experts for people to avoid aged relatives during the spring holidays have shot to the top of the most red-eyed on Weibo. One user described them as very pertinent suggestions, writing return to the hometown or put the health of the elderly first. Another user said they dared not visit their grandmother and would leave gifts for her on the doorstep. More than 2 billion passengers are expected to make trips over the broader spring holiday period, which started on January the 7th and runs for 40 days. That's double the number last year and 70% of those seen in 2019 before the pandemic emerged in Wuhan. But outbound travel is not expected to pick up dramatically. Travel data firm Forward Keys says flight bookings out of the mainland are only at 15% of pre-pandemic levels in the week after Beijing announced it would reopen its borders.
Hong Kong composer Do Ming Lam, known as the father of new music in Hong Kong, has died at the age of 96. Mr. Lam's family said he passed away yesterday. Born in Macau in 1926, Mr. Lam was known for his commitment to modernizing Chinese music and his works combining traditional Chinese melodies with avant-garde music. He moved to Hong Kong in 1947, where he helped found the Sino-British Orchestra and was one of their violinists. He also studied in Canada and the U.S. before returning to Hong Kong to produce classical music programs for Rediffusion and RTHK. And the weather, mainly cloudy, a few rain patches at first, foggy later tomorrow. Temperatures will range between 19 and 22 degrees, moderate easterly winds. The outlook, warm and foggy with sunny periods on Saturday. Temperatures falling eh, noticeably later on Sunday, and it'll be colder, around 12 degrees for much of the week. The current temperature at the observatory is 19 degrees Celsius. The relative humidity is 94%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time right now is 5 minutes past 11. Health officials have reported more than 9,200 new COVID infections for the day, of which 292 were imported. Another 74 patients with COVID have died. Arrest warrants have been issued for two candidates in the 2020 LegCo election. The pair, who are no longer in Hong Kong, are accused of submitting fraudulent election expenses. Here's Violet Wong. According to the authorities, Lam Siu Pan and Sam Shongsheng were running for LegCo in 2020 before the government cancelled the polls citing the pandemic. They jointly submitted a claim for around $68,000 for mobile phones, notebook computers and other digital products. The Registration and Electoral Office found the claim to be suspicious and rejected it and alerted the ICAC. The anti-graft body says the pair submitted their candidate nomination form just hours before the government cancelled the elections. It added that two days before this, information was spread that such a move was on the cards and that candidates would be reimbursed for their expenses. The ICAC alleges that some of the items included on the expenses form were bought hours after the cancellation was announced on July the 31st, 2020 and other items were purchased more than a week later, with the relevant invoices backdated. The pair are accused of engaging in corrupt conduct to lodge a false or misleading election return and attempt a fraud. Both have left Hong Kong, and arrest warrants have been issued. A children's rights group has suggested that parents should more actively participate with their children during playtime. The Boys and Girls Clubs Association made the suggestion after it found that local parents scored low in what they called language stimulation, adding that the physical environment for children can also be improved. More than 250 families participated in the study in which researchers assessed their homes. The association's Anna Hoy explains how language stimulation is defined. The lower score are in learning materials provision, language stimulation, and physical environment. I think language stimulation is hard to understand for Chinese parents because sometimes we will just think that, oh, uh, the child's playing, I just um, sit beside, uh, mm. I read my newspaper. Very yeah, often yeah. the fathers will do this and the mothers will doing some other house chores, although they are physically close to each other, but they are not actually responding to the child or not taking part in the child's play, then that is actually uh, lack of language 
stimulation. So what we encourage parents to do is actually that simple. You describe what you see the child is doing. Oh, I see that you are playing with this toy car. Oh, where are you taking this car to? Uh, who is in your car? Oh, these kind of more imaginative and you are enriching the child's language development. I think physical environment uh, in Hong Kong, our home space is very limited. And then that's why we may tend to neglect children's needs when compared with adults' needs in terms of do I need to set aside an appropriate area for my children's play or a reading corner? Yeah, they may not be too aware of it. The mainland's inflation rate accelerated last month, driven by rising food prices. Vicky Wong has more. Data from the National Bureau of Statistics showed prices on the high street rising 1.8% annually in December, compared to 1.6% for the previous month. For the whole of 2022, inflation rose by 2%, well within a government target of around 3%. Meanwhile, the producer price index, a more general measure of inflation away from the high street, fell 0.7% last month, much less than the 1.3% annual fall seen in November. The producer price index for all of last year came in at 4.1%. The International Monetary Fund has issued a sober warning on debt. Its officials are often called in to help bail out countries that find themselves in economic turmoil. Now the IMF is warning that high interest rates mean many low-income countries are at risk of defaulting on their debts. The IMF's Deputy Director for Strategy, Mark Flanagan, says some low-income countries are just one shock away. One way to think about this is to think about the most vulnerable, those who are subject to extreme food insecurity. And we have estimates on that from the World Bank, from UN agencies. And right now, those estimates say that between 700 and a billion people over the next decade are exposed to extreme food insecurity. Those are the kind of people who would be very affected by a debt crisis. Alonso Segura, who served as finance minister of Peru from 2014 to 2016, goes into more detail about what the IMF is saying. He's also an economic consultant for multilateral organizations such as the IMF and the World Bank. First off, he explained what defaulting on debt means. It means that they don't have a sufficient generation of income derived mainly from taxes to pay the service of their public debt. After the pandemic, countries have reached their peaks, their historic highs in terms of public debt to GDP. It's proper that they give this warning because it's basically two things. One, cumulative debt that they have in terms of GDP is very high, but also with uh, a rise in, in interest rates, that means that the current service of debt increases also significantly. And the cost of issuing new debt has a much larger cost of service. So what the IMF is trying to highlight is that uh, many countries in the world are at at very stressful levels. So either they have to consolidate their fiscal position or else they would need to grow faster. But this year is is, uh, projected to be the lowest growth year except for the year of the pandemic and the year of the 2009 uh, financial crisis. It's very hard to manage that in these circumstances. The Supreme Court in Sri Lanka has ordered former President Matripala Sirisena and four former senior officials to pay compensation to the victims of the Easter Sunday bomb attacks in 2019. More than 260 people were killed when suicide bombers targeted three churches and three hotels. The BBC's Ambarasan Etirajan reports. 
The Sri Lankan Supreme Court said the former president and others had violated the rights of the petitioners by failing to prevent the Islamist bombings, despite having credible information that an attack was imminent. Maithripala Sirisena was ordered to pay around $273,000. The others ordered to pay include the then chiefs of Sri Lanka's police and intelligence. The court also directed the government to take disciplinary action against the former intelligence chief Nilanta Jayavardhana. There has been no immediate reaction from Mr. Sirisena and others. Human Rights Watch says the world needs new leaders to stand up to abuses. After a year of crises from Russia's invasion of Ukraine to the Taliban repression in Afghanistan, launching its annual review, HRW's acting chief executive, Tirana Hassan, highlighted what she called President Biden's failure to hold Saudi Arabia to account over its rights record. The report also voiced concerns about the increased fighting in Myanmar. Elaine Pearson is the director of Human Rights Watch Asia Division. The theme of this year's World Report is really about presenting a new model for global leadership in the world and that all governments, big and small, have a responsibility to stand up and protect rights both within and across country borders. The Premier of Victoria, the Australian state where George Pell was born, has ruled out a taxpayer-funded memorial service for the Roman Catholic Cardinal. Daniel Andrews said it would be deeply distressing for abuse survivors. I couldn't think of anything that would be more distressing for victim survivors than that. I think more importantly, at what will be a very challenging time for victim survivors to send the clearest possible message that we see you, we believe you, we support you, and you are at the centre of not only our thoughts, not only our words, but our actions. Pell was acquitted of molesting two teenage choir boys on appeal, but Premier Andrews said his legacy had been permanently tainted. The state premier of New South Wales in Australia is facing calls to resign after he admitted to wearing a Nazi uniform to a fancy dress party in 2003. 40-year-old Dominic Paratay revealed the incident on Thursday, two days after a colleague raised it with him privately. The BBC's Shaima Khalil reports from Sydney. In a televised apology, Dominic Paratay said he was ashamed that he wore a Nazi uniform at his 21st birthday celebration. He said it was a terrible mistake, made when he was young and naive, with no understanding of the gravity of what the uniform meant. The New South Wales Premier added that his apology was directed in particular to members of the Jewish community, Holocaust survivors, veterans and their families. Mr. Perrottet said he did not know if a photo of him wearing the costume existed, and denied his admission was made to preempt the release of any such photo. And a reminder of our top stories. Red-hot demand for high-speed rail tickets to the mainland after they went on sale ahead of restarting on Sunday. Anxiety on the main, mainland about spreading COVID to elderly relatives during Lunar New Year holidays. And the Hong Kong composer Doming Lam has died at the age of 96. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains Mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear At twilight time And the end of day just minutes away 
Friday just around the corner. Welcome to Twilight Time. 45 minutes of music just to relax to. And if you'd like to choose a song, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. An interesting collection for you tonight, including Doris Day, Rhonda Fleming and Matt Monroe. But first, here's one from Jim Reeves. Together, at last Welcome to my world Won't you come on in Miracles I guess Still happen now and then Step into my heart This is the moment 
I've waited for Tonight is only the beginning Hold me in your arms Forevermore 